0: Treasure your well-being as your greatest wealth. Hello and welcome to episode 579 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. Let's start off by looking at the Farmer's Almanac for June, named for Roman goddess Juno, patroness of marriage and the well-being of women, also from the Latin word juvenus young people here is the question of the month the puzzle of the month what key is the hardest to turn i will give you the answer towards the end of the show this is a simple little question not too complicated but the answer might be a little tough but what key is the hardest to turn All right, we'll get back to more of that in the end of the show. Let's see what we got to talk about today. Starting out with some intermittent fasting stuff. If my computer doesn't be a pain in the ass, (laughs) uh, we've been doing a lot more videos on YouTube, putting out like one a day this past few days. So keep an eye out for that because we got some MS and depression, depression, (laughs) dementia videos out. So check those out if you are interested under the same name, under the color of MS. Uh, Come on, why is my computer being all, I think it's downloading updates, but... We'll try and get through it. Intermittent fasting is an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. It's currently very popular in the health and fitness community. I promote it. I enjoy it. It's a lot easier way to try and eat healthier instead of trying to make every one of the meals throughout the day a certain type of meal and certain type of items and certain amount of calories and all that just i would rather do the fasting you can do the and there's people that do the 16 8 16 hours of fasting eight hours of eating period they say if you're diabetic and stuff like that or pre-diabetic i'm not a doctor i'm just telling stuff i hear to talk to your doctors and your health crew about all this before you do any, get yourself on any type of permanent routine. but there's the 168 method. there's 186. Um, I like to do the 20 hours of fat, fasting four hours of eating uh, basically between six and 10 is where I like to keep mine too. I do have days where I don't fast because we're doing something or part of it. That's some event going on or something that messes with the time zone and for the time period, for the fasting period and all that. But that's fine with me as long as I do it most of my days. I'm happy with it. Uh, There's the eat, stop, eat, where you fast for 24 hours once or twice a week. And then just eat normal the rest of the week, but I don't know. That's it. Kind of seems like a pain. Uh, there's five two diet where you consume only five to six hundred calories on two non consecutive days of the week, but eat normally the other five days. I, that's just, I like the street, just the basic fasting I fast. Most of the day and eat just a few hours of the day. There's several different ways to do it, so all of them basically split the day or week in eating and fasting periods, and you can decide which ones work best for you if you want to try it. When you fast, human growth hormone levels go up and insulin levels go down. Your body cell also, cells also change the expression of genes and initiate important cellular repair processes. I've heard so many good things about it over the years. It's not a lose weight fast type thing or anything like that. you got to add diet and regulate your types of foods and all that if you're looking for that. Intermittent fasting may slightly boost metabolism while helping you eat fewer calories. It's a very effective way to lose weight and belly fat. It can have many benefits for your body and brain. It can cause weight loss and may reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It may also help you live longer. <coughs> Excuse me. Got raspy throat again today. Oh, man, I didn't, have my, didn't make my coffee this morning. One of the major benefits of intermittent fasting is that it makes healthy eating simpler. There are fewer meals you need to prepare, cook, and clean up after, which is nice. So I make one meal a day here for everybody. Other than that, you got to feed yourself. So I swore you at dinner time. Rest of the day, people, if they want to eat, they can make or take their own, take some leftovers or make their own things. People who are underweight or have a history of eating disorders should not fast. There is also some evidence that intermittent fasting may be harmful to some women. So definitely check with your doctor. The Most common side effect of intermittent fasting is hunger. People with certain medical conditions should not fast without consulting a doctor first. it's recommended to start with the 16:8 method then perhaps later move on to longer fast it's important to experiment and find a method that works for you but yeah i like it I, all the diets i've tried over the years basically went on them and went off them and you just basically you lose weight For a month, two months, three months. And then you get bored with the same old diet routine and you fall off it. And then you gain the weight back. And every time you gain the weight back, you usually gain a little extra. And then you start over again and you try another new diet and another new one. This way, I like it because, yeah, you get hungry throughout the day. But after. Like, the first few days of fasting, I barely noticed the hunger until, like, maybe an hour or two before my eating period. But it didn't take long at all for the body to adjust to it. Each time I've gone off it and got back on it, it's worked out well that way. And you're not doing specific type of foods that they make you do in certain diets and that that you don't care for, that you get bored with, and you're just burnt out on them. This way, I can eat what I want during that period. And granted, I don't sit there and chow down 10 Big Macs or anything like that. I eat a normal meal and then my little side munchies of whatever, which I don't. Look for completely terrible stuff, and, but yeah, I do have some bad, some good, a little variety. But it's better for me than doing a thing where I got to eat a plain salad every day, no dressing, nothing easy on certain toppings, and all that stuff, and just bland, 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 boring, bland. Diet foods that just had no flavor for me. I'm a cook. I don't don't like foods that have no taste. (laughs) I want foods that I can enjoy. I just don't have to eat a ton of them. If you're fasting most of the day and you're only eating a little bit each day, that's way better than sitting around mowing on shit all day long. So, yeah, I promote. Inter- intermittent fasting. I'm a big proponent for it. Let's see. Boosting our brains, helping with depression, exercise, all that. When you exercise, a number of neurotransmitters are released, including endorphins and cannabinoids. And dopamine exercise also promotes neuroplasticity and increases oxygen supply to your brain. They talk about the endocannabinoids, Uh, THC and CBD and all that's more prevalent nowadays now that there's a few states that have their heads out of their ass and legalized it. And then the other states that are still struggling like where I live. They're too stupid to help people out with something that doesn't cause the side effects that their medical drugs do that they have to push, no problem. will force you to take, but yeah, the stuff you want to take, that doesn't harm you as much. You're not allowed to take. But, uh, yeah, cannabinoids, uh, if you use THC for a certain amount of time eventually it kind of like seeps into your bloodstream or somehow it I just know that when I work out during the day and I sweat up a lot I can get get a get high <laughs> from just sweating it out of my system because it's sitting in my cannabinoid system but yeah that's that's a thing that might surprise you if you do partake like in the evening time and stuff a lot and then all of a sudden in the future you're working out and it's like holy shit i'm high <laughs> what's going on i didn't smoke anything it's because you're sweating thc through your pores and heating it up and activating it and- your cannabinoid system is activating it yeah that's that was a in, highly interesting effect to me I'd go for walks with the animals every morning and, yeah say hey I got a buzz <laughs> early day buzz yeah. the most commonly experienced science-backed benefits of physical activity on mental health are reductions in stress improved self-confidence improved mood better sleep quality sharper memory and clearer thinking Uh, it's you always feel better when you're doing some type of physical activity exercise it's good for fighting off anxiety bipolar disorder any type of depression, PTSD, OCD, a regular physical exercise may have positive effects on several mental health conditions, including depression, ADHD, generalized anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, OCD, and PTSD. It just helps make the mind clearer and more upbeat perky it's just you just feel better your muscles might be sore (laughs) your body might be sore but your brain is usually more upbeat sleep better less stress set attainable goals and make your workout something you enjoy you'll reap the most mental health benefits from exercise If you find something you enjoy doing and maintain the habit long term, I've mentioned many times in the past that I promote DDP yoga. I really like that. You can make it your own, design it your own, do what you want with it. And they have everything from bed forms to sitting in a chair and light yoga Resist, heavy resistant yoga mediocre yoga all kinds of different things that you can versions and different moves that you can try and you can make it your own build it your own way and it's not overly stressing on the body and if you are doing any type of workout exercise anything just listen to your body once you start to feel things start to pull don't over extend them to the point that you end up pulling a muscle or injuring something because then you're laid up longer and got to start up all over again and it's just basically wasting your time by not benefiting you if you're just going to end up injuring yourself. So definitely be careful with that and listen to your body. You don't have to overdo it and And if you're doing the intermittent fasting then you're doing some type of exercise, your body's going to probably show some good results. uh, Unless you're eating complete crap and devouring a ton of shit just during your non-fasting hours. And then your exercise, you're just doing a little bit a couple days a week and not really getting in three half hour sessions a week or something like that. That you don't have to get complete half hour sessions, and you can do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, stuff like that. Like I said, don't overburden the body, don't burn the body out, don't overwork the muscles and injure something. Always take into consideration what you're doing and how your body feels. Because you could cause pain. So let's look into some pain relief ideas. Uh, there's so many different types of neuropathic pain and physical pain. And nervous system pain. post post-therapyth, Post-therapeutic <laughs> neuralgia? diabetic neuropathy, carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, You should see your doctor if your pain hasn't gone away after two to three weeks. Is causing you stress, anxiety, or depression. Prevents you from relaxing or sleeping. Stops you from exercising or participating in your normal activities. Hasn't improved with any of the treatments you've tried. Living with chronic pain can be emotionally and physically damaging. Some treatments that might help you find relief you get over the counter medications like acetaminophen, Tylenol, non steroidal anti inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs that you can get without a doctor's prescription. uh NSAIDs block substances substances called cox-1 and cox-2 they relieve pain related to inflammation they're helpful for conditions like a headache a backache muscle aches arthritis menstrual pain sprains and other minor injuries common types of events SADs are aspirin, ibuprofen, Advil or Motrin, naproxen, which is Aleve. Take only the amount recommended on the package. Using too much can increase your chance for side effects like kidney injury, excessive bleeding, stomach ulcers. And then if you aren't getting relief and you got to go talk to your doctor and find out, Something, see if you can get something more effective. There's prescription drugs. There's certain NSAIDs such as diclofenic, Voltaren, are only available with prescription from your doctor, which that's a lie. Nowadays, you can get diclofenic gels for over-the-counter I know you used to have to have a prescription for them. Uh, The selective COX-2 inhibitor Celecoxib or Celebrex is also effective for treating inflammation-related pain. Uh, Stronger opioid drugs like hydrocodone and oxycodone treat severe pain but are very limited nowadays because of the opioid pandemic, because opioids can be risky. They're very addictive. They create pleasurable feeling that some people want to replicate over and over again, all while causing tolerance and need for higher doses to achieve the same effect. And that's what you get from That's what I never understood about opioids. You get that little high effect, that happy effect, that feel-good effect. But yet the pain's still there. It's like it wasn't doing much for the pain, but you're taking more and more to get that happy effect that take your mind off the pain. It's pretty much what I was doing. So yeah, I never finished my prescriptions and stuff and just took what I needed to get through the first few he- bad days of pain and then use other methods after that. Coticosteroids work by suppressing and thus thus reducing the immune system's inflammatory response by reducing inflammation. These drugs also relieve pain. Doctors prescribe steroids to treat inflammatory conditions like inflammatory arthritis. Uh, Some examples of steroid drugs include hydrocortisone, cortef methylprednisone, medrol, prednosolone, which is prelon, and prednisone, which is deltazone. Corticosteroids can also cause side effects like weight gain, osteoporosis, difficulty sleeping, mood changes, fluid retention, high blood sugar, and increased risk of infection. I'm not a big proponent of steroids, unless I absolutely cannot stand the pain because usually if I wait out the pain for five days or so, I get the same effect as I do taking the steroids for five days. And I'm just damaging my body more by taking the steroids as far as I'm concerned. But hey, to each his own. Opioids are powerful pain relievers which we talked about earlier and you can take them to relieve acute pain like after surgery or you can take them long term to manage chronic pain depending on what your doctor says some are made from the poppy plant others are produced in the laboratory those are called synthetic opioids they come in immediate release and extended release formulas Sometimes they're combined with another pain reliever like acetaminophen. You'll find opioids and products like buprenor- bu- buprenorphine, which is buprenix or butrans. There's fentanyl, which is duragesic, hydroconone acetaminophen, which is vicodin, hydromorphone, which is exalgo ER, mepiridine, which is. Demerol, Oxycodone, which is Oxycontin, Oxymorphone, which is Opana, and Tramadol, which is Ultram. Opioids can cause side effects and other effects like confusion, nausea, drowsiness, constipation, impaired judgment, overdose, which can be life-threatening, slower breathing that may cause hypoxia, which could result in Brain damage, coma, or death. Substance use disorder. Increased risk of contracting infectious diseases if you share drug injection equipment. Pregnancy loss, low birth weight. Or a baby that has dependence and withdrawal symptoms at birth if used during pregnancy. I mean, that's just fucking dickish. That you would even consider doing something like that. But people are pieces of shit around (laughs) I <laughs> found out. Many people are. There's antidepressants. were are designed to treat depression, but they can also help with chronic pain from certain conditions like migraine and nerve damage. Uh, a few different antidepressant classes to treat pain are tricyclic antidepressants such as imipramine or trophanil, nortriptyline, which is Pamelor, and Desipramine, which is Norpramin. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, such as fluoxetine, which is Prozac, and paroxetine, which is Paxil. Serotonin, norepinephrine, Reuptake inhibitors (SNRIs), such as duloxetine, which is Cymbalta, and venla- venlaxetine or venlafaxine, which is Effexor ER or Effexor XR, I should say. And these can cause side effects like drowsiness, difficulty sleeping, nausea, dry mouth, dizziness, and constipation. There's anti-convulsions convulsants like carbamazepine which is tegretol Gapapentin, which is neurontin phenytoin which is dilantin pregabalin Priga, which is lyrica these are drugs that treat seizures also do double duty by relieving nerve pain Nerves damaged by conditions like diabetes or shingles and nerves that are oversensitized, like in fibromyalgia, overreact and send too many pain signals. These drugs may cause side effects like nausea and vomiting, drowsiness, headache, dizziness, confusion. And there's CBDs, cannabinoids, or cannabinoid related products, THC products, there's cold and heat, exercise, physical therapy, yoga, music, therapeutic massage, and just so many different versions of available pain relief to try. But yeah, it's, it's a crapshoot. I do like the hot cold, like 10-15 minutes hot and 10-15 minutes cold. Go back and forth and try to confuse the muscles. But yeah, all the pills and all that stuff. The salves kind of direct more towards the pain areas. But the pills, I just... It's not like they know where the pain is. They're just going in your body and trying to make your body react a certain way. So, no. It's a crapshoot. Definitely talk to your doctor about it and find out what can work best for you. Uh, Let's see. they got all kinds of fishing tips and lawn tips in the farmer's almanac. Dealing with crabgrass, dandelions, grubs, thatching. We thatch our lawn every spring. Picks up all the crap out of the yard and then you get that nice fresh... Yard grass growing. I leave the dandelions because they're free yellow flowers all over your yard. Yeah, they suck when they turn white. But it's only for a week or so instead of dumping these poisonous chemicals all over shit. But let's figure out the answer to the puzzle of the month. What key is the hardest to turn? That's what key is the hardest to turn? (laughs) Yeah, this would not have been my answer. The puzzle's answer is a donkey. <laughs> Get it? Key is at the end of the word donkey. Yeah. Donkeys don't like to turn their stubborn asses. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick, shadow, and monster. Keep following under the call of MS. Tell a friend. Check out our YouTube videos. And we'll get back to you again soon. Take care. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.